Sound checking over here. Duval. Duval. Man, if you want to talk about a team that they don't turn the ball over right there in the goal line situation, could have had a better outcome. Yeah. I had uh, uh, Trevor Lawrence interception, so I was rooting for it. Uh, <laughs> I also had a Marion Jones touchdown, too, in a, a series right before that. They almost connected on a touchdown. I was about to say, what the fuck? And that would have been Trevor Lawrence's third touchdown. Yeah, yeah. But I didn't get the uh, Patrick Mahomes non-passing touchdown, so it wouldn't have hit. It's all good, though, because we just sound checking in this bitch. Sound checking in this bitch. Uh. Right. I just want to sound up for that real quick. Oh, yeah. Laughing at the Ravens exit to the playoffs. Greg Roman got fired. That's good news. I was going to say, we got to bring that up as a celebration. Yeah, celebration. (laughs) Yeah, the thing we talk about comes true. Yeah. One thing that I thought was going to keep Lamar away from us. Is is there any credit to be given, though? Like, I mean... To, did, did have one of the most productive run games. Hey, there is credit to be given to okay. Greg Roman. Right. Greg Roman created one of the most dominating run offenses, offensive that I've ever seen. Got you to the playoffs a couple times. Got us to the playoffs for, what, three out of four seasons. Right. Um, broke over 30 uh, National Football League and right. franchise records right. for offense. Um all right, let's not let's not lose too much juice. Okay. Hello, 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 hello. We are back. Try to make sure that this is better before we get started with the. Everything is working. <laughs> All right. Welcome to another joint discussion. I am Drake Kamikaze with my tag team partner, the Moon Dragon himself. What is up? Pat Wick. Mm. How- there you go. Can you hear me? Oh, hello. Yeah, I can hear you. What up, bro? Can you hear me? Yeah. What's going on? What's going on, guys? How y'all doing? I'm doing fantastic. Hey, we got to give you a nickname for the show. Oh, man. I'm bad with nicknames. I mean, nobody gives me nicknames, so I don't know. All right. Well, for Uh, right now, we're just going to call you the agent. (laughs) The agent. There you go. I mean, people call me B, but agent is fine. The agent. Yeah. All right. Yeah, just because I don't don't like... uh, you know, I, I like stage names. I don't write. I don't really like disclosing names on, on on the show until until you know that person is comfortable with that. What is uh, uh, what is that agent from the Hitman? Was it Agent Forty Seven, something like that? Hey, 
I mean, if it, if that rolls with you, brother, just let me know. Yeah. We can make that happen. Yeah, Agent 47, 007, whatever and you guys he, want to put it. And he's out of where? He's out of New York City? Oh, him. Oh, where yeah, you, he's from New York. So he's from New York. Or where do you, where you represent, man? New York or what's up? Uh, I tell people it's complicated, brother. Um, okay. <laughs> I'm originally I'm, from New York. I'm, I'm Pat Wick, by the way, man. Nice to meet you, finally. You too, Pat. Uh, how you doing? Um, doing now, great, I, man. I, I, I tell people I'm complicated. I'm originally from New York, but I grew up in, in, in Bay County. I grew up in Miami. Oh, I'm from Miami too, bro. What's up? How you doing? I'm well. I'm well. Okay. Yeah, okay. I went to Hibiscus Elementary School in North Miami Beach. Ah, well... I'm 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 from the uh, from the outskirts. I'm from Homestead. So Homestead is fine, bro. Homestead's yeah. good. All right, good. So Homestead, <laughs> New York right. City. All right, age of forty-seven. Sweet. There you go. There you go. Awesome, uh, I'm guys. Gonna, I'm gonna put a music bed down before you come in. Before we come into the segment, so don't freak out if you hear some loud music. All right, buddy. Yeah. No. Not at all. Go ahead. All right. Uh, any questions for us before we get started? So we're talking about uh the, the NFL playoffs. We're gonna talk about uh what happened prior uh to this week and then what happened yesterday and then expectations for today. All right, cool, yeah. Yeah, I'm down. Jump on I'm downtown Julie jump Brown. On, on Bills, or do you wanna jump on the Ravens Bengals or where do you wanna jump on the Bucks? Yeah, you know I don't wanna start off crying. Uh, <laughs> all right, we can jump on mine. I don't care. I, I you know what I got a lot to talk about with, with Cowboys Bucks. I'm cool with that. <laughs> I'm cool with that. All right. All right, man. Well, we got you in a safe place. Are you driving? Or are you straight? Yeah, yeah I'm, at, I'm at the crib. Uh, okay. I'm okay. Just, yeah, I'm chilling. Um, yeah, we could talk about all those games. I mean, I didn't watch all of them last week. You know, I was uh, working, but I, I, I you know, yeah, I'm just the one. I, I, I know. <laughs> doing the same <laughs> thing. I'd I be, I be doing, trying to take a peek, but working. <laughs> right, right, right. Okay, no problem. So we straight. Right. We ain't got to talk about uh, details and expect just about like what we ha- what we expected versus what happened and things like that. Oh, for sure. Okay, yeah, I'm down. Yeah, most definitely. All right, all right. So we're good. Start to drop whenever you're ready. Oh, we're recording. Yeah. All right now. Sweet. Yeah. Come on. Come on. Right there, two seconds ago. I had to clip this silence out. That's oh, awful. geez. You're going to get on to me about silence now? <laughs> oh, my God. Here we go. When it's warm, it tastes real crappy, but cold beer will make me happy. When I throw them on the floor, I can go and drink some more. They say beer I think y'all should change the intro to beer is great. Beer is great. <laughs> <laughs> Most definitely. How you guys doing today? 
I'm doing fantastic. doing fantastic. Glad to have you on the show as always. Enjoying some, well, getting ready to enjoy some Sunday football here soon. Um, so we're going to start off with talking about this whole segment was talking about what happened previously in uh, the NFL playoffs. And then we're going to jump into what we expect to occur And depending on how long that takes, we'll probably get into next week as well. Just to, you know, try to get some opinions, some thoughts out there. Um, Last week was a good week for me, you know, with my sports betting. So, (laughs) well, I mean, this guy couldn't pick. I mean, this guy at the end of Sunday, we're looking at a thousand or wait, no, no, I was looking at like 1200. 1200. There you go. Hmm. Uh, You, you are, I think you're already in a professional better. The Bluetooth device is connected successfully. You know, when I told him, Major 47, I said, listen, man, if you need me to bankroll you just staying home and not working anymore, I'm cool with that. You know, I'm good with that. You know, if your success rate is that well, hey, we might have to start thinking about things, you know? Most definitely. I'll pay you to tell me my picks. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) I I piggyback his bets. I'm like, man, you just tell me what you're doing. I'm going to roll with you. Right, most definitely. Uh, well, Dude, you know, a lot of man. people uh, have their secrets for their uh, success, so uh, absolutely. maybe we don't want to give much. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So, what I mean, uh, Agent Four, tell me, tell me something about yourself. Well, who you who you roll with? Who who your teams you roll with? Well, it depends what sport we're talking about. Right? Well, we're talking about football right now, man. Who you rolling with in football? Uh, I've been a, uh, an unfortunate fan of the Jets since Unfortunate? Nine... What are you talking about, man? You guys, the last couple of years, your draft selections, I mean, you guys, if you can get it right with a quarterback, you guys have got something there. You got a Garrett Wilson there that, that, that seemed pretty pro from the Ohio State University, by the way. That seemed pretty productive. A running game at times that was very successful without injuries, obviously. But I mean, I mean, I mean, Agent Forty Seven. Let's not dog the, the Jets out. I mean, they had things together at times. I mean, I'm, I'm always going to dog the Jets. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I, you know, it's just, it's just we. Whenever we have a decent squad and. We never have the right commander, right? I mean, I, the last the last time I could think of, well, if you want to go back in the days, we had that year, that 98 year with, with Testa Verde. We had Keyshawn Johnson. Testa um, Verde, absolutely. You had, a, you had a serviceable one there. With Mark Sanchez. With Mark Sanchez. Exactly. Well, I mean, I mean, defense was fantastic. Running game was fantastic. Right. That was Latan- Ladanian Thompson. He's, right? he's, he's on the Trent Dilfer process. Hey, just. Right. just I'm just saying, just man, let's off. give Mark J- Sanchez a chance. I mean, well, we, we remember Mark Sanchez for the butt fumble. Right, right. But I remember that Mark Sanchez went to back to back AFC championships game, too. Well, that's what I was going to I was going to go to. You know, okay. I think. Okay. <laughs> I think with Testa Verde, we had the best chance of actually going to the Super Bowl. Unfortunately, we lost to the Super Bowl champs in that year, bringing the Broncos, you know, Elway, Atwater, yeah, you know, Terrell Davis. And then, unfortunately, Testa Verde had that Achilles. 
yeah, had that Achilles injury next year. And then, yeah, right. with Sanchez, I mean, I love – personally, Rex Ryan is my favorite Jets court, uh, coach of all time. Might as well. Might as well. Yeah. And, I'm a little biased because Rex Ryan used to be our defensive coordinator, but I agree. <laughs> you know, and and I, I love – you know, hey, and you're right, uh, Pat, uh, we had uh, the number one defense and the number one running game, you know, and, and, and Sanchez was a capable – we didn't ask him to make the big plays. Correct. You know, just you know, we just hey, just manage it well. And unfortunately, uh, we lost to the I would I, I think the first year we lost to the Colts in the AFC, and then the second year was um, the Patriots. Steelers or vice versa. No, I got no, you. we beat the Patriots one year, and then but to be to be honest with you, the best quarterback we've ever had. Don't even talk about Joe Namath because that was before I was even thought of being conceived. Uh, <laughs> uh, I like Joe, but I'm glad you brought it up. <laughs> Right, uh, Chad Pennington. Chad Pennington. Chad Pennington was Bruh. serviceable. You're absolutely right. I hated right. Chad Pennington growing up. I used to have his math teacher that was a Jets fan, bro, and he used to mess up my last name all the time, bro. And like the fact that he loved and only talked about Chad Pen- Pennington made me hate him even more. Like, uh, hey, let me crazy. let me tell you something about Chatty Boy. Uh, he might have had a, a water gun for an arm, but I think he's the yeah. he's the most accurate quarterback of NFL history. You guys could look that up. You and know, then and, and I'm a fan of Chad. I'm a fan of Chad from his Marshall days. So you you're not gonna sell me short on Chad. I, I like Chad. I think he is what he was. He wasn't exactly a gunslinger, but he was a guy that could definitely manage the game properly. Right, and 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 play it smart. Like he didn't need to have that strong arm to make big plays because he was just going to be methodical about his precision. You know, so he was definitely a really good quarterback. But you know, yeah, that, go I'm ahead. Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. I, 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 I don't. I don't want to harp in it too much on the Jets because we got so much to talk about. But I, 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 I love Chad Pennington, but. You know, because he had a water gun of an arm, we traded <clears throat> Santana Moss, which is one of my favorite receivers of all time. Not only a Jet receiver. receiver all the time. Uh, well, ah, what are you talking and, about, man? My family's the U guy. The yeah, Moss, I'm, a, I'm a U Moss fan, is... too. Yeah, I'm a U fan, too. We've got to represent. And um, we traded him for Lavernia Coles when we had him a few years ago. We traded him back because he couldn't – he was a – you know, we couldn't throw the deep ball. So, you know, Lavernia's was a better – uh, you know, possession, you know, receiver. Um, that's the only thing. And then not only that, and just to not to harp on it, that year we got Brett Favre. We took him to the Dolphins. He went to the Dolphins. He won the division with the Dolphins that year. Mind you, Brady was injured that year. Remember, he had that thing, that ACL injury. Yeah, that that is right, 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 right. And then Matt Castle came in, and he took him to the playoffs. And I think he lost to your, your Ravens, Kamikaze. So, um, and then the year after that, he messed up his rotator, and that was it because uh, he's had issues with that. But uh, hands down, Chad Pennington, my favorite Jets yeah. quarterback. I feel you. I feel you. All right. Well, it's, the, it, it's, the, it's, the, it's the Chad Pennington to you is the Joe Flacco to me. Like, I never not root for Joe Flacco. I've changed the whole bet for Joe Flacco, and it screwed me in the end. But I'd do it again if I had a chance. <laughs> Well, it's good to get a little history on Agent 47. Let's get to our our NFL coverage of the last weekend. All right, so we want to start off with Super Wild Card Weekend. Oh, uh, adapted my man. Where the 49ers achieved a 41-23 win over the Seattle Seahawks. This game was 
it looked like it was going to get out of hand early. But then by halftime, the Seattle Seahawks was down a point. And I I don't know about y'all, but I've been a believer in Geno all year. Um, so I thought Geno was going to pull this one out. Uh, I'm going to let Agent 47 speak on it, and then I'm going to have my own thoughts. So you guys go ahead. Okay. I never believed in Geno Smith. <laughs> um, you know, like – from uh, a Jets fan, by the way. Yeah. yeah. Is, is that sour grapes, by the way? That's not sour grapes, right, Agent 47? Because he is right. Geno Smith did spend some time with you guys. He did. And then to, to give him props, I think his first year with us, he went 8-8, eight and eight, if I'm not mistaken. You know, so it wasn't horrible. But I never really thought he was going to do anything. I mean, I was surprised that Seattle even went to the playoffs with Geno Smith. Um, at times, I saw him erratic. Um, you know, I, I guess his experience in the league made him made him a little better. But I, I, I knew I knew 49ers was was going to was going to do their thing. Um, and not to disrespect the NFC, but the NFC really doesn't really have top tier quarter quarterbacks. I mean, Geno Smith made the Pro Bowl. If he was in the AFC, he would never make the Pro Bowl. That's my opinion. But um, I wasn't surprised. Um, I knew under pressure he was going to fold. And, and and not only that, the 49ers are, are that strong. Even with a C-plus quarterback, which I think Brock Purdy is, I mean, everything else is A-plus with the Niners. So that's my opinion. Yeah. I think he's just benefit from being in the right situation as well, but we'll we'll, we'll find out a little later down the line. Right. If he really got it. I mean, you look at you look at uh, you know this wild card game and the other wild card game. To me, it was kind of sort of payday because you look at Geno and you look at what he was able to do this year. It was a it was a payday. You know, because Gino right now is going to be in that discussion when it comes to this offseason, what they're going to choose to do with Gino as either being their their guy going forward, mm-hmm. or obviously they're going to maybe look at other options, possibly. But to me, with this game right here, you kind of saw what the 49ers love to do. They love to, to, to address their new toy, which is Christian McCaffrey. They addressed him very well. And then you're seeing throughout these last four or five games for 49ers with Debo Samuels kind of in and out of the lineup. Brandon Ayuk is stepping up big time for these 49ers as well as Debo with this last game. You know, Debo's one of those guys where if he's healthy, he's going to produce for you. He's, he's just one of those talents to me that no matter what the 49ers do, if he's healthy and he's playable, he's going to do something for the 49ers team. So for me, getting everybody back, it kind of was, you know, waiting till the 49ers kind of exploded, which they did at a certain point. You know, once Seattle kind of made their mistakes, you know, 49ers addressed it. And and you got to remember the the overall, you know, uh, mixture when it comes to playoff victories, you run the ball well, you play defense well, 49ers do both well. Yes. So it's not surprising that they dominated against the Seattle Seahawks. Um, and I guess we all agreed that we expected 49ers to win that game. So we can move on to the next game. Um, that's going to be Come on. Jaguars over the Chargers, 31 to 30. This game, 
was the typical Chargers game. The Chargers got off to a big 27 to nothing lead, allowed the uh, Jaguars to score right before the half, and then they did what they always do. They choked. Or I mean, or did the Jaguars address obviously what they should have addressed in the beginning, which was obviously mistakes. Let's not remember. Didn't Trevor Lawrence throw, throw four interceptions in the first half? First half, correct. But how many did he throw in the second half? Zero. Zero. Okay. Second, who was eating them up the most in the first half? Ever at their tight end, which produced over almost 100 yards in that game. But he was their most productive receiving threat for Justin Herbert in that game. Wasn't the running, ta- running attack, you know, it wasn't their running game. And obviously – you look at the Chargers, and you look at – to me, you look at the Chargers, you look at their head coach. Justin Herbert has shown us he could win you a game. But can the head coach win you or save the game for you? Because obviously in this situation, Chargers are losing in a second nah, half. Sir. No, sir. This is a Chargers curse. The Chargers are cursed to be chokers. They have always been chokers. They will always be chokers, and this game just proved – that it's never going to change. I mean, but Justin Herbert did what he was supposed to do, right? He took you to the playoff game. Right. He got you a big lead. Yeah. You know, after that, it's all about strategy. What are we doing in the second half? Stay aggressive. It's the playoffs. Well, I mean, but that is – playing against the best teams in the NFL at this point. But hasn't that been an overall thing with the Chargers is when your opponents are down for the Chargers is really just stomp on their head. No, that, that's throat. the problem. That's why they are chokers. They have not shown that they have the ability to do that. When no, but that's my point. Is that with is it Staley? Yeah, Staley. They're 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 a very young coach. He doesn't have that killer mentality when his opponents are down. For some reason, he lets off the gas. This is a history thing. This is the Chargers DNA. This is not about Staley. This is not about the players on the actual squad. This is just this is everything in a. This has everything to do with Staley. Why does it? Because he is he is the he's the chef of this is this buffet. He's not calling the plays. But but he's the produce. This is this is his product. What happened with Austin Eckler in the second half? Austin Eckler was eating that defense up in the first half. What happened to him in the second in in the second half? Offensive coordinator said, "Oh, screw him." Well, you know what? That goes to what we've talked about is when you've got something that works, why aren't we still using or utilizing it? Well, I ain't wasting that energy on the Chargers because I got that energy for a different team. Age of 47, hit me up on the Chargers Jaguars. What do you think? Uh, Most definitely. I got to go with Kamikaze on this one. Um, They've been – they've always had great squads. I mean, I even picked the Chargers to go to the Super Bowl this year. No shit. Yeah. Um, Chargers always have a great team, bro, and they never do anything with it. (laughs) And I I guess I have to put, I mean, from experience, I mean, we played the Chargers and the Jets twice in the playoffs, and we've always beat them when it comes down to the nitty-gritty. I mean, it's just they they don't have good coaching. I don't know what it is with Staley. I mean, they had a great coach in Marty Scheinheimer and North Turn, you know, for some reason. I mean, because I think sometimes – NFLs with luck. They had Thomas, Philip, Philip yes. Rivers, and Vincent yeah. Jackson, bro, and couldn't do nothing with that offense, bro. But age like, forty-seven agrees with me. Then it goes back to coaching. It go. It, it goes I to mean, the coaching it, for sure. Ultimately, but, you're right. 
It does. But it all depends on the, the coaching. Well. But it's like a it's like a culture thing with the Chargers to me at this point because look how many coaches he named that were great on that on that squad that should have taken them somewhere and they just couldn't. Like it's like a culture thing. Like they they feel like they get to the playoffs and then they want it. That's like, really, that's I, that's what I'm I'm vibing. I, with, I, with I just want to make sure that everybody was on the same page as if this is a coaching thing. That that when you have a lead, which the Chargers did not have, the coach when you've never won and you've always had a decent coach that everybody think you're going with a great squad. Where like the Chargers, we never looked at the Chargers and look like, oh, you you got a bad team. Like you never look at the Chargers and think you got a bad team. I mean, we look. We, we even Drew Brees got one. We looked at the Chargers this year as far as their division. We looked at them very serviceable team that. Could surprise or couldn't surprise, depending on how they played. They definitely had the pieces, but like I said, it goes to coaching. Kamikaze, running the backs of all time. Agent forty-seven. When I have that lead as a coach, I've just got to manage the second half. Right. I I have this lead. I'm winning. I, I'm winning on on a turnover battle. Like you should not get four turnovers in the first half and lose a game. Like that should what? never happen. What I'm saying is, I agree with Kamikaze that they're chokers, but at the same time, you know, it's always coaching. You know, at least at least this past this past game, coaching yeah. for sure. Um, it's so funny because um, Derwin James Jr. His father was my neighbor, right? And I nice, texted him. So, nice, nice neighbor. We love DJ because he, he's a Florida kid. So yeah, a Florida kid from Haines City. You know, I respect yep. him a lot. And I mean, I, I text him. He never texts back. But it is what it is. I mean, if you look at the Chargers roster, you you you're not going to tell me they're at least capable of going to the AFC Championship. Absolutely, right. at that roster. Absolutely, right. Absolutely. I think. So just, I think it's both. I think it's both. Is it, is it, is it, game management? Because you're right. If you're up that mop, that that much, run the run the run the ball. Yeah, right. Austin Eckler, <laughs> like one of the best running backs in the league, well, bro, that can catch and run out of the backfield, and you not using him. And I, I, I so hate, yeah, that's on coaching. I hate to be the Billy Bean of this, but but just analytics. but it's not Staley. I'm blaming the offensive coordinator for the plays that he ran and the plays he didn't. But use. who wrangles the the coaching staff? Staley does. Yeah, and but Staley, he's a defensive guy. Coaches he? let their coordinators do their job. But great coaches, Kamikaze realize when they need to step in. And Staley's one of those young guys that have had success because of the value of the staff he has. But does he have that killer instinct? Does he have that – I mean, I hate to bring him up, but does he have that Mike Tomlin in him? Does he well, have that – does, does, does he no have – I hate to bring Mike Tomlin up. I love Mike Tomlin. Well, I'm saying, I don't care because that Mike Tomlin is a coach He's that one of my likes favorite coaches in the league. Because Mike Tomlin is one of those guys, and I don't like Mike Tomlin – necessarily what? because he's with Pittsburgh, but I like him as a coach. He's one of those guys that'll roll the dice, that will take chances on his guys. And I feel like Staley is one of these guys that he has a winning team. Agent 47 yeah. nailed it. They have a team that's capable of winning. But so, do they make the right play calls? I don't think that it's not coaching. What I think, though – that it is even more is a culture thing with the Chargers because it keeps happening. You can change the coach. You can change the players. They always have a team that we look at and be like, oh, they should be able to win. And they just can't do it. 
Like, it's not that I just disagree with you. It's just that I don't necessarily think that that's just it. All right. I think that it's something in that in that charges water that ruins them. All right, we and got yet a, again they got beat by my boy Sunshine. Sunshine. <laughs> uh, we've got to move on. We keep it going here. Uh, give me the next game. Next game would be a Sunday game. That's going to be the Dolphins, the Bills, the big money game. Uh, this is kind of close to home, obviously, for me, because my two brothers are Dolphins fans. But this seems to be the recipe for the Dolphins. They get so close and so far, and yet they come up short. Um, obviously, injuries were part of this. Emotions were part of this. Uh, number three was a part of this. You know, everything was a part of this for the Bills to make this happen. But to me... Didn't the Dolphins just come like one little move short from making this miracle happen? Yeah. So to me, it was 31, I mean, 34-31. Uh, Dolphins narrowly lost this game after looking like they were going to get blown out. I won a lot of money off this game. That's all I care about. <laughs> but, I mean, the Dolphins are, are kind of what we've talked about with the Chargers, that they have a team that's serviceable. They just need to get – I want to say the quarterback position, right? I mean, to me, it's always been the quarterback position for them. They got the right guy behind the helm. I mean, Chad Pennington, am I wrong? I was about to, I was about to bring him took, up, too. <laughs> took them to a playoff game, am I wrong? They're age 47? No, you're not. No, they win the division that game. But I don't think, it, I don't think it's the quarterback. Because Tua is obviously throughout the season, he's a competent quarterback. The I, I agree. I agree. I, I agree. I agree. If you looked at a lot of those early on week games, you saw a guy that was willing his team to victory. Yes. You know, and they had a they had a great squad. To be honest with you, the Dolphins might have pulled it off. It's just they had a few <coughs> rocks that game. No, I, I agree. I, it was it was the the little mistakes that happened and the fact that you know, when you if give, was in that game, the Dolphins would have pulled that game off. But I'm just saying, if you give Josh Allen the opportunity, the guy is almost a miracle maker. I mean, when, when it well, comes to three and eight and he's running a quarterback there's draw. There's no way this game should have been close if, if Josh Allen is a miracle maker. First off, Thank I think you. Josh Allen is I one agree. of the best quarterbacks in the league. I agree. I respect him. I agree. I, 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 I like the guy, you know, but – at the end of the day, we got to bring Josh Allen into question because he's the reason this game was close because when they got up big, he started turning the ball over. You know, I agree. You look at his yards. You look at his interceptions, two interceptions. I mean, but what he was able to do with Gabriel Davis and Stephon Diggs, both over 100 yards, and then the clutch throws to Cole Beasley and Knox, he almost did enough to kind of make up for the interception. Well, all of that happened before you start. Well, except for the Gabriel Davis stuff. Wait, which you're glad it happened, uh, right? I'm glad it happened, except yeah. for the Gabriel Davis stuff. But the Stephon Diggs, Stephon Diggs had 90 yards on the first drive. Like, that, Dawson Knox had his three, two first touchdowns, you know? So all of that stuff he did with Diggs and Knox, that stuff was before the turnover, so that stuff don't count. Now, Gabriel Davis stepping up and becoming an actual target for him in the second half actually helped Josh Allen a lot. But Josh Allen almost cost the Bills this game. 
But I mean, it, it, he's uh, age of forty-seven. Please, I want I want your input on it. Josh yeah. Allen has become this generation's Brett Favre, to where he's the gunslinger. He's a guy that takes chances, obviously with his body. If you look at how they run the ball with Buffalo, he definitely is a chance taker. Yes, is very similar to Brett Favre except for the running aspect. He's a guy that trusts his arm, and either it can get him into get him into greatness. Which obviously, if you look at the stats, the guy had a great game passing up until the interceptions became a problem. Age of forty-seven, with some knowledge. Great comparison. Uh, you live by the gun, you die by the gun. That's Correct. what Josh Allen is. Uh, he'll 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 make some make some spectacular plays with his legs because he's that he's big. I mean, he's bigger than most linebackers. He's, you know, he'll make. He's like a Ben Rosselberger kind of size, right? Six. Yeah. Five, we gotta keep going back to the Steelers. Bro. I'm sorry. Hey, hey, uh, hey! Great comparison, but at times he gets erratic. He gets I don't know impatient, and they just he'll he'll lose it, just like Brett Favre. Brett Favre will do some miracles at the at the same time. He'll throw something like, "What the heck were you doing?" So great comparison. You're absolutely right. 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 I mean, I mean, here's the percent right about that. Like I, I don't disagree with that at all, but with Brett Favre, what did Brett Favre do to Green Bay Packers? One Super Bowl when they could have had what three? He went to we went to two, lost one. Yeah, well, he won three MVPs. He brought uh, a Jets team and a Vikings MVP team is to a division. Wait, 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 wait! I'm not done. Brought a brought a Jets team and a Vikings team to a divisional championship game. That's what Brett Favre did, Kamikaze. No. I'm gonna I'm gonna wait wait I have to interrupt. He did not take the Jets nowhere. He, didn't he was really? at what he was at one point seven and three with the Jets. Really? I thought lost. you guys were good playoffs with him. No, that's the year Chad Pennington won. I apologize then. I apologize. Yeah. But with I the Vikings he did. He took them to the AFC championship. You're you're absolutely correct. All right. Brett Favre, one of the greatest, still stealing money from his community. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about other shows. You're right. Um, uh, the okay. No, so, no, no, no. We're not going to that. We don't. No, 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 no. We're gonna, going into the next game. Giants, Vikings. <laughs> um, to me, this is your typical Vikings. If you've watched their games, Kirk Cousins, that prime Meridian for a reason, bro. That, I'm telling you, there's a Kirk Cousins line for a reason. But I'm telling you. This was another typical for me payday game. Daniel Jones showed the Giants you can pay me long-term money because this is what you're going to get. Saquon Barkley proved to the Giants I can come back from injuries and still be productive. Pay the man. These are paydays. This is what this was. It was Daniel Jones showing the people, hey, when I have targets, when I have a serviceable offense, I can win games. When I have for the you. Minnesota Vikings who are just like the Chargers and are notorious chokers. Wait, you can't pick your opponents, am I right, Agent 47? Oh, <laughs> uh, you, you can't pick your opponents, but I I thought this was uh easy picking for the Giants. I mean the Vikings yeah, throughout the whole uh year. I mean, they should be beating I mean, for their record, they should be beating teams way more. And then they always had these teams on the brink, even against my team, the Jets. I mean, we, we almost won that game against them. The Giants almost beat them a few years ago, uh, a few weeks ago. So, it, I mean, I don't I don't really trust the Minnesota's defense. I told my friend the other day, I don't really trust Kirk Cousins, you know, because he's, he's not going to 
you know, I mean, the only the only spot I think for them was Justin Jefferson. I mean, he had Justin Jefferson to bail him out most of the year. That's my opinion. Uh, Nobody cares 40, about mine. <laughs> Agent 47, I'm going to bring you in on this one aspect of the show, so hang tight. Number three has showed up to the Bills locker room. Bills locker room, book it, Bills 30, Cincinnati 17. I'm just going to make that point. <laughs> if you get number three, that locker room for a playoff game, which I just heard he arrived, Agent 47, you almost have to give the Bills that little bit of, of NFL hope and magic. For me, it's not magic. I have the Bills it's as my AFC. Line. I have the Bills as my AFC champion. From the beginning of the year. From the beginning of the year. So this is not okay. anything I haven't seen already coming. Right. This is what you this is what you've seen from, you know, when we did this pre when pre NFL season right. uh conversations. Uh, I hate to bring that up that this part of the game here when it comes to beer buzz banter, we get breaking news, we want to break it to the people. Uh, thank you for being a part of that, Agent 47. Let's get back to some playoffs. Uh, okay. Giants and Vikings. Um, I'm not surprised I had the Giants out of the way. Um, to me, I guess, like, it, it, right, it's pretty easy. The Vikings, to me, were choke artists, and the Giants were taking this and running with it, and they were, it was their way to victory. Yeah, so, they, were, they were glorified um, – Glorified, uh, I don't know, glorified, you know, them security guards that want to do too much and want to be police officers. Yes, right. I mean, that's what they want. Right. <laughs> yeah, they're glorified uh, security guards. I, they, I never, I mean, all my friends, not only me, all my friends were like, yo, we don't believe in the Vikings because they weren't, they were never convincing. Again, I, I take it back to the NFC. The NFC is a weak conference. Right. Bro, a, a very weak conference. If you take, Put it like this. Take the Dolphins. Take the Jets. Take the, even the Patriots in that the in that in that conference. There'll be some noise. There'll be some problem. I, yeah. you know? I think I think if you AFC is definitely I, I think the best you, conference out there. I think my 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 response to that is coaching. And For uh, sure. Hundred percent. Is, is, is AFC is more enriched. If you look across the line, as far as coaching staff, you see the Andy Reeds, you see the Harbaugh's, you see the Tomlins, you see Belichick's, you see the Belichick's. Obviously, you see the gentleman in Buffalo. I forget his name. You know, you seeing these guys that have been here for four, uh, or five. Yeah, you see these guys that have been here Buffalo. four, five, six, seven years. Now you're seeing a guy like Doug Peterson now in the AFC enriching that. South Conference. Don't get me wrong. Don't sleep on the Jags coming into the next couple of years. With oh no, the, they they with, they drag with, they, they drag their nuts. They once you drag your nuts in the playoffs on the on a game you should have lost. Oh, you going into that next year thinking you can win it all? Right, because I really think they Doug better be dragging that nuts. team. And and Sunshine, I mean, we we watched them lose yesterday, but Sunshine is a pretty good quarterback, we, and we know they going to bounce. We can't back. get into that yet. Okay. I was gonna say some, something, but okay, if that's at the end, that's fine. I was gonna say something about sunshine, but go ahead. Uh, we'll see what you guys say. All right, sunshine, and I say this with conviction. In the next two years, 
will be top three quarterback of the whole NFL. Agreed. Maybe number two. Agreed. Maybe number two. Agreed. I, I I do agree that they uh they have to add another weapon there besides Kirk. I am mm-hmm. happy with his production. Uh, was really surprised. Well, not surprised. I mean, the guy. Just a warning. This might cut us off at an hour. We're gonna go over an hour, so I might need to send this link again. Okay. Get right. that agent forty seven. All right, just yeah, make that. Just send that, that link, bro. All right. <laughs> well, no, I agree. I agree. Um, I I think Trevor Lawrence is capable of a lot better. I really. No, 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 I, no, 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 no. We don't call him Trevor Lawrence on this show. Oh, okay. That so, kid I, name is Sunshine. I think Sunshine once <laughs> he incorporates his legs, which he, if you remember him in Clemson. Was very so. Well, he used them this season, and I'm, I was surprised not to see them get used more last. last well, that's what that's my point is that I didn't see the legs and the mobility when it came to the playoff games that I witnessed with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Right. I wanted to see last more week of that. He used his leg. Last week he did, but this week I didn't see that, and there was a lot of uh, tackles behind the line that I really wish he would have been a little bit more mobile. I don't know his phys- I don't know if there's an injury lagging. Let's move on. Let's move on. I'm about to say, because that game was, we talked about that game two games ago. We talked about that game two games ago. All right. So, lay it on me. All right. What's the next one? Now, we got to get into the game. Come on. That broke my heart. Come on. Cincinnati Bengals defeat the Baltimore Ravens 24-17. to And when I tell you we had these motherfuckers on the ropes, Nobody gave us a chance to be in this game. Everybody thought we was going to get stomped. We was going to get slaughtered. If it had not been for Greg Roman deciding not to use J.K. Dobbins in the red zone where that kid ate in Ohio State, we we would probably be singing a different story about this game. So, thank God... Greg Roman is no more. Ravens should have won this game. Unfortunately, we didn't. So I'm going to turn the tables over to you. Uh, go ahead, Agent 47. He can take on this. Oh, my God. I just noticed this. Kamikaze, are you a Ohio State fan? Yes, I'm a Buckeye. Oh, Lord. Listen, I don't hate Ohio State, but I, I do have some type of issues with them when they took our national championship that year against Miami. Uh, Look, your national championship. Uh, yeah, that was not a pass. Uh, a, a, that was not a pass interference. And we, you know, we had the 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 best squad of our college. But that's a, yeah, that was that was, that was a bad call. That, that was, was a, a bad call. Bad call. Um, <laughs> hey, a, uh, hey, we won, so I I, I yeah. can't really I can't really harp on that call. But that was a bad call. <laughs> uh, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying, I guess. All right, so let's do this. So I didn't watch much of this game, I'm gonna be honest with you, but what does that say about the Baltimore culture? That right? that, that 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 that's why I didn't want to drive in coaching, coaching on the charges, because this is where coaching failed the team. This okay. is the game where coaching was inept. Didn't understand the flow of the game. Didn't understand how to control the game. And this is where you can blame, you know, the offensive coordinator and even the head coach. 
We had no. so much time on the clock at the end of this game, and we just letting the clock tick. We're huddling up to get the play in, and we got two timeouts, and Harbaugh just keeping them in his pocket. But this is my point. No, I'm, I'm saying is, what was the point spread in this game? I, I got to look at it. What was the point spread in this game? Because you guys had no – I feel when I saw – the game, or when I was looking at it, I feel like the the Bengals was gonna roll you guys over. That's my point. You know what I'm saying, yeah. So my point is the culture. You guys have a good ownership. You guys have a great coach. You guys got a good culture. So that's why you guys, even with a backup quarterback, you don't even have Lamar Jackson, which is top five. That's Michael Vick 2.0, right? And you still guys were close and almost had a chance to win this game. So you're looking saying. at this game from the eyes of a Jets fan, though, <laughs> because when you're a Ravens fan, even with a backup quarterback, even in a situation that we were in, we expect to win this game because the Bengals and players and their fans talk so much shit that we got. The Ravens were supposed to come up and show out for and well, that's, that's a luxury how we you guys look have. at it, and <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy, but if you don't QB sneak in that situation – if you get that ball to J.K. Dobbins, that's a touchdown, bro. Like, we are up in this game, and it's a whole different story at the end because our defense was playing crazy. Let me tell you something about the Ravens, guys. You you guys should be you guys should be fighting for the top spot in the AFC every year, to be honest with you. With Lamar Jackson, if you guys had if you guys had at least a B plus receiver, a B plus receiver. <laughs> You already At got the tight end. At least the B plus is all we need. Yeah. We I mean, need Lamar Jackson is, is, is the man. You know, you guys should be fighting every year for the top spot. Every year. But that's what and I got to say. Be. I mean, And that's crazy because we are and we will be. As long as Lamar can stay healthy, we can pay this man, first of all, and get him a decent receiver. That can no, he's one to the Jets, brother. I'm sorry. <laughs> At this point, I'll, I'll take Garoppolo, which I hate Garoppolo. But if we take Garoppolo, I don't care because we got a good enough team to go far. But go ahead. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> Garoppolo is the type of, type of quarterback that can take y'all to an AFC championship game at least. Right. But you guys you guys have the talent, you know. Um, I, I, in my opinion, I didn't think you guys were going to win. I knew Bengals – I thought they were going to win at least by two touchdowns. Right, but hey, first of all, is a is a divisional game, so you never know. It's always it's always yeah. tough for divisional games, and um, and with a backup quarterback, you you guys did your thing, so I can't hate, and I'm always gonna like the Ravens, you know, because of Ed Reed, but and Ray I'm Lewis, my favorite Raven of all time. <laughs> right, Ed Reed's my favorite Raven of all time. Ray Lewis, who? <laughs> oh no. Please. <laughs> I know. Oh, I know. Man. I know. I know. I know, Miami. <laughs> All right. Hold, hold that thought real quick. As of yesterday, Ed Reed and the Philly Goodman have canceled plans for Ed to be And it's because of Ed it is because so, I feel like the organization was was afraid of his either couldn't afford his changes or 
didn't believe in his changes, but they're going to lose out on a great possible future head coach and Ed Reed. And I one of the smartest man in smartest man in football. Even one Bill of the most passionate man. Even Bill Belichick said this is the smartest safety that ever played the game because he outsmarted Peyton Manning. He outsmarted Tom Brady. Tom Brady had a wristband. Then every time he played the Raven on his wristband, he said fine. 20. All right. I mean, don't go that way. All right. So I want to just say something. And I'm glad AJ 47 has said what he said. This is what I want to say. Jamar Chase, nine receptions, 84 yards, touchdown. Uh, Hayden Hurst, four receptions, 45 yards. T. Higgins, four receptions, 37 yards. Tyler Boyd, three receptions, 26 yards. Joe Mixon's three for 17. My point here is that you have Lamar Jackson, you have an AFC championship team. You guys are so close, you don't even know it. This is a, a Bengals team that should have smoked you. I mean, because of the defense that you've had and the defense that you have acquired in this middle of the season in the trade offense, you know what I'm talking about. Our man, Mr. Smith. Yeah, Ray Kwan. Kwan, get a Kwan. Not to, not to mention Any the Georgia boy? that have grown in this offense, or I'm sorry, this defense for the Ravens. You look at this Ravens team much as what, Agent 47? You have Lamar Jackson, you win this game, and we all know that. This is the glaring, this is your playoff push. This is your Super Bowl push for next year. We have Lamar Jackson healthy for the whole season. We win this game hands down because you look at what the defense was able to do in playoff time against a Bengals team, high octane. I mean, Jamar Chase was supposed to get an easy 100 yards, right? No problem. Held under 100. Did get a touchdown, but he was going to get a touchdown. We both talked about it. He I was going to get a touchdown. He picked him to get a touchdown. But you look at the other guys that are big and prevalent in this offense. Tyler Boyd, under 30 yards. T. Higgins, under 40 yards, both with no touchdowns, as well as Joe Mixon. Go to the running game. Joe Mixon, under 40 yards. Uh, uh, P. Ryan, man didn't get four yards on y'all. All I'm saying is the Ravens are there. The Bengals obviously made enough plays, and obviously we agreed that the goal line play for I mean, the Ravens. Of course, the play had to be made by an Ohio State Buckeye. Right. You know, it, it, it had to be made by an Ohio State Buckeye. So I'm going to go ahead and give it to the hometown hero there. You know, but and, – and, and, we're we're all saying the same thing that there's no way the Ravens should have had a chance, and the fact that the Ravens had a chance at this game is incredible. Without Lamar Jackson, you insert Lamar Jackson, and the Ravens are walking away with a dub. I mean, Agent Forty Seven hit it. I mean, it just you guys are so good, and you're so close. You just keep slipping injuries this year or last year. It just seems to plague you guys, and you if you just had a healthy roster towards the end, like some grateful teams would have you would see more success but unfortunately the Bengals squeak by at this one and it just goes to the myth now of Joe Burrows being Mr. Cool when really it was Joe Burrows I, not... I love Joe Burrow yeah but let's was... talk about that for a moment but, but did he deliver I though? love that guy bro the confidence the fact that he thinks that his window is always open in the AFC North you nuts <laughs> but like, just how he speaks to the media, how he presents himself, the way he plays on the field when you can protect him. You know, Joe Barrow is a guy, you know, and, and it's just one of those 
reasons why I always think like the AFC C North is going to be a tough division because look out, this Kenny Pickett kid ain't who we think he who who, who, who everybody thought he was. You know, he's pretty good. I'm uh, telling you. Let's wait first. Year. I'm telling you. Let's wait. He's first pretty year. good. Let's wait first. I'm year. telling you. Okay, Mike Tomlin coaching him. Let's wait first. Year. Okay. We're going to move on from the ravens uh, Bengals game, uh, so my heart can mend. And we're going to uh, break Pat Wick's heart right now and talk about the Cowboys 31-14. The uh, beat of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Sorry, my friend. Burley Canyon. All right. So uh, I'll break this off first, Agent 47, if that's okay. Of course. All right. So to me, what you saw in this game was the um, the beginning of the process of realization for one Tom Brady. Because obviously you get Ryan Jensen back. You, you feel some way about, you know, your opportunity with the Cowboys. Obviously the record being – Seven and zero, oh, which I will I will uh, admit to you, Agent Forty Seven. Once I heard that early in the week, I kind of felt that we were going to lose because every time you bring up records in playoff games, when it comes to unbeaten streaks, you seem to lose the game. But what the Cowboys showed to us, which I hope the whole world saw, was that we're not ha- we're not seeing the same Tom Brady as we've seen over the years. We see a unconfident Tom Brady. We see a Tom Brady that didn't really necessarily make the throws that he needed to make. I won't talk about the Jurassic chaotic running game that we we call a running game in Tampa because that speaks for itself. But then as the game developed, you saw the defense be what they were always kind of sort of throughout the year. A team that couldn't really make big plays when they needed to make big plays on defense. We saw them be good at sometimes. We saw them be great at sometimes. When we needed to make a play against a Dak Prescott, we didn't see that happen. And I, I'm not going to say anything about our score, only because I think Tom Brady showed us a little age. Because to me, there were throws that we could have made that could have predicted the outcome a little better for us. Obviously, the throw in the end zone for an interception, as I'm speaking to, should have never been done. Uh, you got, you have guys like Mike Evans and Chris Godwin on your team. You feel like you could do something, and you couldn't do much. To me, this is goodbye, see you later, swan song. Tom Brady's done. Tom Brady's done. I mean – if you want to get him on your team, fine, deal with it. I'm going to be happy with the three years that I have Tom Brady of playoff success and Super Bowl victory. Okay. Pat Wick of accepting.
I just need the Cowboys and the Lakers to win today. Oh, I guess good luck. You feel me for a Brock Purdy meltdown? Nah. Yo. Yo, I'm I'm back. I'm back. I'm sorry guys. I had a had a call. <laughs> My fault. No, you're good. You're good. We're good. We had a, we stopped anyway. We're straight. All right. We were at Cowboys Buccaneers. Pat was giving his monologue. Uh All sorry right. for sorry for his loss. What you got to say about it, uh Agent 47? I mean, yeah, for sure. Uh Brady is uh obviously he's not the same Tom Brady before. I mean I I consider him the GOAT. I don't consider him the the best quarterback I've ever seen. I think the best quarterback I've ever seen is Patrick Mahomes. But um yeah, uh because you gotta understand when he was with the Patriots, when he had that bad A team with Randy Moss and them boys, you know, they did their thing. But yeah, no, uh, I actually picked the Bucks to win. I actually picked the Bucks to go to the Super Bowl, believe it or not. Wow. I felt like, Thank you, my friend. Thank you. Because I believe if they were in the right situation and Brady, you know, you can never count out Tom Brady. If he was in the right situation, you know, he could have gone. But, yeah, it is what it is, you know. And um, I think – I don't know if he's going to retire. But if he he plays again, I think he got to go to another situation. I think the Dolphins will be a good situation for him. Or maybe even the the the, the Raiders because the Raiders got a squad. So that's my opinion on Brady. But yeah, he 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 played. He didn't play well for sure. I mean, did Dak kind of answer the call when it came to his playoff? Uh, no, no, no. This is the week that Dak answers his call. Today is the day where Dak answers his call. If Dak can pull this game out, then he answered his call. The Buccaneers were dead ducks all season going into these playoffs. They were not playing well throughout the season. They benefit from being in a sorry-ass division. Yes, we and did. And that's the reason why they were in the playoffs to begin with. Thank you, AFC, NFC South. I, I, for one, though, saying that, I, for one, never bet against Tom Brady. Even when he was in that Atlanta Super Bowl and he was down by all those points, I looked at my brother. I said, bro, this game ain't over, bro. Y'all going to win, bro. Like, y'all got Tom Brady. Like, and he came back and won that game. He orchestrated that comeback and, and came back and won that game. So, I never bet against Tom Brady. So, I did have the Bucks to win this game as well. But all season, the Bucks were a team where you, if you were hoping for them to win, you were really – on your heels every single week, and it didn't matter who you were playing because they could have lost to anybody, you know. And this was just the Cowboys playing their best ball, you know, not making not making many mistakes. I, I, I like I, I I'm not surprised by the outcome, but I'm never gonna bet against Tom Brady. I mean, you look at Tony; he had a hell of a game against the. Which we, we call, kind of saw that happening when it came to uh, fast running backs like Tony. We don't really have success. 
He had 77 yards on the ground as well as 12 in the air. Um, to me, uh, he, he goes back to coaching again. Todd Bowles and his lack of success when it comes to winning big games and that kind of situation. Uh, do I feel like Byron Leftwich should have been fired for this? Not necessarily. Oh, Byron Leftwich fired? I'm looking for an offensive coordinator over here. I'm just saying. Well, I'm just saying, well, you know, because... I want Nathaniel Hackett, though. I, I don't know I'm if you want... Like, y'all know I want Nathaniel I, I don't know if you want Byron Leftwich because our boy, D.O., Dan Orlowski, considered him very uh, K.R. Jurassic when it came to his play calling. His running schemes were very bland, and I agree with him when it comes to our running scheme with the with yeah. the guys we have there. We don't necessarily. That's why I want Nathaniel well. Hackett. Nathaniel Hackett has has led a prolific run offense and a prolific pass offense. Well, let me ask a question. Yes, sir. When you're when you're at a Tom Brady level, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, you know those type of levels, Eli Manning, even Peyton Manning. Do you think that the OC has a lot to do with the decision making? Because I feel right. If you're already, if you feel, I feel like if you're a quarterback at that level and you don't think that's gonna work, you have input, and right? The coaches... and, and you have a check at the line where you're gonna change the play and right. go ahead and, and and call a play that that's gonna work. Right. Well, exactly. That's well, I mean, don't get me wrong. When Byron wins. The Super Bowl with Tom, he's looked at a possible head coaching, you know, you know that kind of shit. But then, obviously, when he has a bad season, when he has an injury plague season, you look at his offensive line and the time they have. I mean, there's a reason why Tom led the league in, you know, throwing, you know, the ball as much as pass he attempts. did. Pass attempts when, when, when he did because well, – he had to get the ball out of his hands very fast. So if you look at that, when you don't have an offensive line, you kind of look at that and say, okay, the writing's on the wall for Tom. Right. You know, anybody knows you get Tom pressure up the middle, you Tom's going to have a Tom, a Tom kind of day. Right. But, but at the end of the day, what's the saying that goes, um, successor has many fathers, but a failure is an orphan. Well you know said. What I mean? Well said. You know, you know, so Tom Brady, if I'm Tom Brady, I'm like, listen, this ain't going to work. Oh, well, no, this is what I'm going to do. And because of my, because Tom Brady's the GOAT, you know, for his accomplishments. If I'm like, hey, okay, I'm Tom Brady, and this is what I think is going to work, and if I got an OC, okay, maybe Byron Leftwich, how many years he's been with the Buccaneers? Three, four years? I'm like, okay, that's fine. You think it's going to work? Then I'll give it up to you. You know what I mean? And then if, if Tom Brady and if Tom Brady fails because he called it, you know, obviously the media is not going to say, well, you know, they're going to blame it on the OC. Right. But in the, in the end of the day, you know, well, you know, he called the play, so it failed. You know what I mean? So that's what I'm saying. I just think Tom Brady is just getting older, man. You know, he he's – what is he, 41, 42 already, bro? Come on. Yeah. You know what I'm doing? He already did what he had to do. You know, he went to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He won a, a ring for them. That's he's got more rings than any franchise in history. You know, you know that's a, that's a, that solidifies him because don't get me wrong, Bill Belichick is a beast. 
I mean, yes. what he's still doing with the Patriots is unbelievable with a freaking a quarterback that's I don't know, Mike Jones is garbage. But if 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 what you know, I think I give props to both of them because you know, if you got two heads that are smart, it's better than one, obviously. But he did what right. he had to do with the Buccaneers. So if I'm a Buccaneers fan, I wouldn't even stress it. I'm like, you know what? He got us a ring. Like LeBron James when I, he went to Miami. What Pat Wick was saying. That, that's what I was saying, Age 47. I appreciate the years we have with him. I'm ready for uh, quarterback uh, apparel when it comes mm-hmm. to what we see in the purgatory? future. Purgatory? Yeah. Quarterback pur- purgatory? Yeah, quarterback purgatory. Hey, y'all might, y'all might land in Aaron Rodgers. Don't sleep. But, but if you look at what's on the future, obviously the defense is pretty young, so I'm not worried about that. But if you look at Mike Evans. What? This man just came off of his what? No, but I know. Nice straight. I know, but if you look at it, he's going to be going into the golden years of his Bruh, receiving nah, career. Mike, Mike Evans it will not even experience golden years. It all depends on who's throwing the ball to him. Am I right? Aaron, Aaron Rodgers, baby. I'm telling you who's throwing it to him. Aaron Rodgers would be a nice surprise if we can pull it off. But let's not talk about fantasy land here. Let's talk about facts. <laughs> hey, hey, you said that when I said y'all was going to get Tom Brady and look what happened. Look what happened. <laughs> well, look what happened. Well, only because look what happened. we're not an organization that looks out and and gets a Tom Brady, but thank God for Jason Light being attached to the Patriots organization because I don't feel like if we're if they don't have that attachment, we don't land a Tom Brady. Not to mention, he had a lot of interesting weapons at the time for one Mr. Tom Brady, a Mike Evans consistently getting a thousand yards with a Jameis Winston throwing in the ball. Not to mention up and coming Chris Godwin from Penn State that seems to now oh. be that seems to now be the second coming after Mike Evans hangs up. He will be the next big receiver in Buccaneer history. If we can sign him long term. You already did last year, remember? No, we signed the franchise, I thought. No, he ain't on the franchise tag. You got big. So nobody giving him love to Sean King? Sean King was a man. I loved Sean King for the Buccaneers. Took that to the playoffs that year. I love Sean King. <laughs> Sean King from Tulane University, the big green wave. We're all big what? fans of Sean King here at the Buccaneers. Yeah, he was, he was, I love Sean King, boy. He was a baller, bro. I don't care what nobody's saying, bro. <laughs> Last time he really had a mobile quarterback. Right, correct. 100%. Right. 100%. All right. All right. We're going to move on from the the uh, Cowboys uh, and Buccaneers, because we all seem to have the same opinion. Um, we all picked the Bucks because we refused to bet against Tom Brady, but we all knew that this team was not ready to make a long playoff run. Unfortunately. Let's move into the divisional round, uh, which the first two games uh, was played yesterday. Uh, the Chiefs um, did not dominate. But they beat the Jaguars 27-20. Um, where do we want to go from there? Um, uh, did anybody give the Jags a chance? I gave the Jags a chance. You gave the Jags a chance. Uh, uh, with their defense and the Chiefs' questionable secondary at times, I gave the Jags at least a fighting chance only because if you get a scenario like we got last night, or yesterday, when you get a pressured Patrick Mahomes, an injured Patrick Mahomes. Remember, 
Our Buccaneers won a Super Bowl off a gimpy Patrick Mahomes. Let's not forget that. So if you get to Patrick Mahomes, which the Jaguars did at times, because their defense, let, let's be honest, we, we all agreed that Jacksonville will be a team in the next three years that will be a fighter. They did kind of what you're supposed to do with Patrick Mahomes. They pressured him. They banged him up. And up until that point, if Trevor Lawrence can deliver, we see a different outcome. But we saw a lot of three and outs, a lot of confusion when it came to offensive precision with Trevor Lawrence. Don't wrong. Christian Kirk ate up until he was injured. And then once that happened, what did we see from the Jaguars? Absolutely nothing. Now, do I think that the Chiefs won this game because of mistakes? Absolutely. I feel like the Chiefs won this game on mistakes alone by the Jaguars. Lack of execution. It's a lack of execution. Lacks of, lack of execution. And, and, and the fact that the Chiefs have kind of been there, done that. They, they, they've kind of have a, a tenure when it comes to playoff games. And Andy Reid is one of the greatest coaches of all time, so even with a backup quarterback, like, he still was able to orchestrate a touchdown scoring drive. Like, it's just the Chiefs are who the Chiefs are. You know, and the Chiefs are going to be who the Chiefs are going to be. That's just what that is. Um, I don't really think anyone else had any hope in the Jaguars winning. I most certainly didn't. When I built my bet, I thought the underdog that was going to win this win this when that day was the Giants. So, what you think, Agent? Um, well, first of all, they covered the spread, which I was happy. <laughs> you know, it's always um, a good thing. <laughs> right. right. Um, let me tell you something. Uh, Patrick Mahomes uh, is the best. As my favorite, I think he's the best quarterback I've ever seen. So, whenever you have Patrick Holmes, you have a chance. However, Jaguars uh, had a chance in this game. You know, it just here's the thing: in the regular season, it's hard to win when you have like two plus turnovers. It's hard. In the playoffs, you're gonna have to almost play perfect, right? right. Especially with a with a team like a juggernaut, like the. Kansas City Chiefs, the Buffalo Bills, you're going to have to pay perfect. If Agnew did not fumble, right, We, ha- I think we had a different conversation. I agree. Even, even, when, even when Trevor Lawrence threw that pick, right, um, I thought they might have had a chance, you know. But, again, you know, and, and I want to tell you guys, so uh, my, 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 one of my best friends, uh, rest in peace, he passed away, Iraq. He said, listen, getting a franchise quarterback is like winning the lottery. You know what I mean? Right. And Jaguars won the lottery with Trevor Lawrence. And if they played perfect, you know, the, the problem is Kansas City played almost perfect. Did they have a turnover that game? I don't remember. I mean, no, they didn't. They didn't. Who Jaguar has two turnovers in the, yeah. in, the, in the crucial, when it was crucial. They had two turnovers. And I think the Jaguar, and a lot of my friends was texting me on Facebook, hey, I, I, I got the Jaguars, and I was looking at the game. I was like, you know, to me, I'm a, I'm a huge Patrick Mahomes fan, but second is Lawrence. And I was like, 
you you might be right, but that's what that's what I knew it was going to be close. I knew it was going to. I thought it was going to come down to a field goal. To be honest with you guys, I thought it was going to come down to a field goal. But if 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 the Jaguars didn't make that that uh, the the Agnew the fumble by Agnew and the interception by Trevor Lawrence, I think they would have won for sure. I really and, did. And I think this season is specifically speaks to the capability of the second tier quarterback. You look at Chad Henning and what he was able to do coming in five for seven, twenty three yards, managing the game for with a touchdown, longest Kansas City touchdown drive in playoff history. You looked at this season with a lot of teams, backup quarterbacks meaning a lot in the NFL. Well, that's, that's coaching. That's coaching for sure. I think that's coaching hundred percent. You know, I think the coaching made Chad Henning and not only that, he had weapons, you know, I mean, Pacheco is the man. I like Pacheco a lot. Yeah, I like Pacheco a lot, too. You you know, man, they they, I mean, even though Tyreek Hill left, but they have, like, two, three receivers that make up what Tyreek did because of Mahomes. And I think because in Chad Henning, he was with the Dolphins, and he didn't do (laughs) jack shit for them. Excuse my French. You know, so. You know, so I think it's coaching. Like you said, uh, Kamikaze, uh, Andy Reid is probably top three uh, coach of all time. Of all time. You know, I'll probably put, obviously, Belichick number one and maybe Coughlin number two. But, you know. Coughlin you know, that's, number two? Oh, Coughlin. let's not gloss over that. You said Coughlin number two? Yeah, man. And, and I love Tomlin. Tomlin is top five, but Coughlin, I think, is number two, man. I mean, what he did with the Jacksonville Jaguars. We took him to that, and then what he did with the Giants overall, bro. Come on. So, so, so you talking about like just of the ones that you've seen, coach? Because like a Chuck Noll, a Bill Wall, a Bill, right? (laughs) Like we gotta think about these guys as well. Like when we're talking about all the time, I don't think Tom Coughlin cut the mustard to be top five all the time. If we, if we, if we give history its due. I'm not Tom gonna get history It's not. I'm not gonna get because nowadays athletes are bigger, stronger, faster. You know, we could go to basketball. You know, Bill Russell got nine, what nine, ten rings, but I'm not gonna give him credit. Eleven. That. Eleven. I'm not gonna give him credit. I'm sorry because he he was he was a grown man playing against boys. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that that that's my opinion. You know what I mean? Um, that's why, and I know we're going off track. But that's why that's I so think great. LeBron, LeBron is the the greatest of all time. Go, you know, the goat because what he accomplished. People talk about yeah. Jordan. The only thing he had against Jordan, Jordan, Jordan LeBron, cannot, Jordan cannot do what LeBron is doing. Of right course now, not. Don't, at this don't age, only, I don't want to hear what nobody has to say about it. it yeah, Jordan exactly. was great, but Jordan cannot do what LeBron is doing right now. Right now, Jordan could not do it. Exactly, and the only thing Jordan had against LeBron was that fadeaway. That's it. Right. Everything and, else. And look, everything... LeBron didn't develop that. So LeBron, right. LeBron yeah. said, "Look, you got a fadeaway. I raise you one. I'm a, you know, I'm a dribble into the guy, step back, and then throw it up. Like, come on that, now. You know. So that's why I put Tom Coughlin up there because he's a great coach. He's a great coach. Now people disagree. That's fine. Tomlin is is most definitely top five. But I think Belichick, Coughlin, and um, what did I say for third? I just forgot. 
Andy Reid. Andy Reid. I mean, Donovan McNabb, Terrell Owens took him to the Super Bowl. You can't you can't argue that. But uh, Jaguars had a chance. And at the end of the day, Jaguars had a chance to beat the Chiefs, uh, especially when Mahomes had – I think I just saw he had a high ankle sprain. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, you know, and it is what it is, man. That's my opinion. I just think at that point when when you know Mahomes is 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 hurt, you know blood in the water. I feel like that Jaguars could have opportunity with opportunity. I feel like if they were playing the Giants, the Chiefs would have lost that game, only because oh my Mar- Martindale would have been <laughs> would have been on a damn attack. He'd have came after that motherfucker. He'd have been like, "What you motherfucking hermit frog? I'm coming." To you, get said you, you said Mark You said Mark Brunell? Uh-huh. Nah, bro. I, I give you one better, Byron Leftwich, bro. He played hurt all the time. He didn't give a f. Byron Leftwich played goat status for the Jaguars. Yeah, I, you know I love Byron Leftwich, but that that's another that's another conversation we'll have. <laughs> right, 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 right. All right. So are we? Uh, do we? Do we need to say more about this game? Obviously, the Jags had a chance in this game. I, I didn't give them a real chance in this game. I thought this game was going to be a blowout. I thought it was going to be way worse. So the fact that they had a chance in this game impresses me and which gives me belief that Sunshine is that guy and that the Jaguars, if they can stay well coached, they will make some noise in the AFC going forward. Most definitely. There'll be AFC championships in the next three years, bro, for sure. If they uh, can AFC. keep consistent coaching. The problem with the Jaguars is when they got a good thing going, as soon as something bad happens, they want to fire the coach and then start all over, and that's what fucks uh, them Doug over. Doug Peterson's their guy. Okay. Right. Doug, didn't he win a Super Bowl with the guy, Eagles? man. Ain't he the one that won a Super Bowl with Nick What a backup? Exactly. Right. right. So if you Doug look, Peterson's that's their, their coach. guy. If you look at their success from the previous year, or you look at their lapses of, of success under Urban Meyer last year, and you look at Doug Peterson implementation. But Urban Meyer is a jackass. He's a leader of boys, not a leader of men. And I told you that when they hired him. I said, I don't think that – like, I love Urban Meyer because of his years at Ohio State. But he can lead boys. He don't lead men very well. But but if you look at the – if you look at the roster, you're almost looking at a similar without a piece or two there. But then you look at Doug Peterson, how how he conducts himself. It means a lot with that organization when it comes to coaching. Doug Peterson's that guy. Yeah. You know, and I hope he gets another shot, which what? he should get another shot if you look at their success. I mean, you get this game, it's a mistake or two away, and we're good to go. Well, I, I just put in my two cents. It, I, it, it's hard to be a college and an NFL coach. You know, Agreed. I mean, you know, so there's only like, uh, there's only a few that could be successful. Jimmy Johnson. Pete Carroll. There's only a few that could be successful. Jimmy because Johnson, in college, Pete Carroll, both better coaches than Tom Coughlin, by the way. <laughs> maybe, maybe, but we'll agree to disagree. I mean, the, the uh, we'll agree. To, didn't Tom Coughlin beat the Patriots twice in the Super Bowl? I don't know. Yes, uh, yes. yes, yes. and I was <laughs> the Giants team that beat the undefeated Patriots team anyway. So I, I will give you that, but I still hate the Giants. All right, we have one final playoff game to talk about, which was the uh, the Giants versus the Philadelphia. Oh Eagles. my God, I hate the Giants, and we got to talk about them anyway. <laughs> so great. Why you hate the Giants? Why you hate the Giants? I'm curious. Why you hate? Why do I hate the Giants? Yeah, I'm curious. 
because they are a New York franchise and the New York media makes that their teams always seem so much better than everybody else's. Okay. They don't do shit. I, I, we finally have That's someone. True. We have finally have someone on the show with New York roots, so I have to ask this. Okay. So how do you feel when your supposed New York teams, your Jets and your Giants team, are mm-hmm. an actuality a New Jersey team? Right, the only real team in New York is Buffalo. Right, like, like I want, I want, I just want to know, like, as a new, as a, as a guy that's got New York roots, like, mm-hmm. what is the conversation like that, uh, like, 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 because obviously, you know, we all go with. You know where our, our team is from, but in actuality, you are both Jets and mm-hmm. Giants and New Jersey stadium-bound team. Like, I mean, like, how, what is it? I just want to know. I just want to know. Like, why are you not the New Jersey Jets? Right? Why? Asking. Why is it not the New Jersey <laughs> this and the New Jersey that? Like, how? What is the claim to New York when the team is in New Jersey? Uh, first of all, I think when it comes to the name. Uh, it boils down to the to to the area, you know. Okay. Uh, okay. For example, I'm a Marlins fan. Okay. Right? In baseball, we were the Florida Marlins for the for the longest, but we right. try to get the fan base because the fan base wasn't there, you know. At the end, we we changed it to Miami Marlins because we wanted to feel more at home, you know. I think that's that's what happened with the New York Jets and the New York Giants. Uh, look what happened to New Jersey Nets. They went to Brooklyn. Right. You know what I mean. Right. Um, the Jets and the Giants. The Jets and the Giants is not a big deal unless you're from there. You okay. Know? So if, if if you go to like a lot of a lot of people that are Giants fans are people from like the Bronx, Manhattan, right? They're Giants fans. But if when they're Jets fans, then you go to another borough. You go to Queens because Queens is closer to Long Island. You got Long Island fans. You got Staten Island fans that right. are Jets fans. Okay. Jersey. Depends on Jersey. Now, if you're from Northern Jersey, you're either a Giants or a Jets fan, right? Or right. even if you're from Connecticut, you could be a Jets fan. However, if you're from South Jersey, you're an Eagles fan because it's closer to Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Exactly. If Philly to, to South Jersey is like, what, an hour away. So it all yeah, depends. That's Vince. That's, Vince. that's That's my homeboy Gino. My homeboy Gino, he, he's, from, uh, he's from Jersey, but he's an Eagles fan. Right. So I... I I might have been a Giants fan because my older brothers are Giants fan, but I attracted more the Jets because I saw them more on television because they're in the same division as the Dolphins, which I lived in. I lived in Dade County, so right. I saw them a lot. You right. know, but I why are you a... not a Dolphins fan then? How did well, that not happen? Well, well, a few things. Uh, all my family's from New York, right? And right. um, and if I had a brother. Because I looked up to my brothers. If I looked, if I had a brother that was a Dolphin fan, I would have probably been a Dolphin fan. Hey, 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 speak, uh, believe it or not, if the Jets doesn't go to the Super Bowl while I'm the age of forty, I'm gonna have a petition to to and people to sign so the fucking Jets to be excuse my friends, the Jets could be disbanded. Now, <laughs> because uh, I'm tired of it. Now, if the Jets is non-existent, I'll be a Dolphin fan. However, I understand my roots, so. Right. Right. I can't be a Heat fan because the Knicks and the Heat were rivals in the 90s. Right. And I was always a Knicks fan. However, I'm a Marlins fan. It's easier to be a Yankee fan. I used to pass by that stadium every 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 day to go to work. But okay. I'm a Marlins fan. 
I'm a Miami Hurricane fan. It's much better and, than being a Yankees fan, by the way, because uh, yeah. I, I might have had to hang up on you if you said that. <laughs> yeah, no. and I'm not. I'm not. And, and I hate the Mets more because they're in a division. And I'm a Panthers fan. I mean, I watch hockey. I don't know much about it, but I watch it. I'm a Panthers fan, so I, I'm 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 a realist. You, you know, but County. for the most part, three out of two. I think that's good enough. <laughs> that's, that's fantastic, bro. Está bueno. Mucho gusto. There you go. Okay, loco. <laughs> um, but back to the game. Um, I From the get-go, it just seemed like Philadelphia took care of business. Am I wrong? Uh, Philadelphia showed that they are well-coached, immensely talented. Um, uh, well-drafted. Let's yeah. say that. Because a lot of their moves yeah. of their success this year – Came from the draft. Let's not forget, A.J. Brown was a draft deal. Draft day deal, yes. Draft um, day deal. They hey. gave up some draft picks to get A.J. Brown. Um, they put themselves in a position to draft Jalen Hurts, um, who which we've always thought that that was a good pick for them. Like, this has never been a podcast or a a, a group of guys that wonder whether or not Jalen Hurts was going was gonna to be a guy in the NFL. We've seen the heart that he had you know, um, at Oklahoma and at Alabama, you know, and so just to add A.J. Brown to a Devontae Smith, you got Dallas Goddard who showed out to be a top five uh, tight end this year. Um, Miles Sanders who showed, and Boston Scott, got to give him his credit because he's a giant killer. Right. You know, got to give him his credit because he showed, they showed that the run game wasn't dead in Philly. He got to tell you know, last night. And Nick Sirianno. Nick Let's Sirianno. talk about Nick Sirianno since this, since I guess the theme of this show is coaching. Let's talk about Nick Sirianno and the type of coach that this guy is. The type of coach that ain't, ain't going to take shit from nobody. The type of coach that believes in his players and that put a system together and a team of coaches together to make all of the right decisions. I was going to get to that point at that at, at, when you mentioned it. Was that – from an organizational standpoint, from coaching to drafting to GM to player development, you're looking at this team and the way they're able to run, execute, do everything in this game. I mean, this game wasn't even close. You're looking at 14 points per quarter last night, as well as an additional 10 in the fourth quarter. This game wasn't even close, Kamikaze. Philadelphia, to me, is slowly becoming that juggernaut and I will use that term not lightly, but effectively when it comes to Philadelphia Eagles. When you talk about Jalen Hurts, when you talk about the pieces they've added throughout the draft with Devontae Smith, with the defensive pieces, free agency acquisitions with an A.J. Brown. You look at this team now with what the Dallas Cowboys are doing, what the Eagles are doing, what the Giants are doing. You're looking at this team, looking at they could be the next NFC East heavyweight when it comes to years in the future, in my opinion, because you look at Jalen Hurts, you've been on his side since Oklahoma, since Alabama, a guy that just needed a shot. And he's shown you when he can be effective, he is effective. A guy that was a game manager, 16 of 24 for 154 yards and two tutties. A guy that managed to, with a short, uh, uh, I'm sorry, with a hurt shoulder, gets you nine carries on 34 yards, for another tutty on the 50. ground. So, to me, there's a guy that, that plays hurt, 
wills your team to victory the way they have. Philadelphia to they me. dominated. Philadelphia to me, Kamikaze, Agent 47. They're a team to definitely be scared of in this NFC playoff picture. Well, um, for sure. I mean, they uh, they played a Giants team that was uh, over their heads. I think the Giants were lucky to go to the playoffs. Um, they had they didn't really had a squad. However, Jalen Hurst, you know, did his thing. Um, a lot of people talk about is he deserving to be the MVP? Why not? You know, he's uh. I think he's, he's, quarter- he's still my MVP. His name needs to be in the discussion. He's still my MVP. Right, right, for sure. Um, you know, he's he he's in a city. You know, Philadelphia is a, is a great sports city. I've been to Philly, and they they care about they they. Yeah, they I mean, when you win, if <laughs> one thing I know about Philadelphia, they love you when you're winning. If you're losing, oh, you don't well, want to play in Philadelphia. That's why I, I that's why I respect the Philadelphia, Cleveland, and New York because they they hold their their players accountable. Now they might overhype their players because they're in a, that in that type of uh, uh, situation. Um, I think I think Patrick Mahomes should win the MVP, but um, if Jalen Hurts wins it, I'm not mad at it. But it's a statement game. You know, it's a divisional game. Um, they did what they had to do. You know, they have they have the team. You know, AJ Brown and the Devontae Smith, man. I think they might be the 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 top five uh, best receiver duo in the league. Uh, top best five is going to go to Miami's duo. I Get think Miami and Tyreek Hill. Yeah, uh, I, I agree 100. Miami has the best wide receiving tandem of the NFL. I I agree with you 100. But Philadelphia's top five. I don't think you can tell me who's who's better than them, right? Uh, Mike it, it, Evans, Chris Godwin. Uh, well, we got to look at the we got to look at the numbers. <laughs> all right, all right. I, I'm just saying the overall package. Well, you're saying numbers. I get you. I get you. They might be top five. They, yeah, they're saying. definitely top five, but they're yeah. not number one. Yeah. No, no, I'm no. Not they're not number two. Top five. It, it, it definitely goes to that Eagles Eagles duo from this season. Based off the numbers, it will be Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle as one, uh, Devontae Smith, and uh, um, AJ Brown two. And okay, I th- then I think you get Chris Godwin and uh, Mike Evans at three. Well, there so you go. Top three, top five. As long as we're in the discussion, um, no, top five for sure. Yeah, if, I'm, if, if I'm looking at this game right, you look at the coaching, Kamikaze, and they were able to control this game mostly on the ground. Well, like I said, Nick Sirianni is the type of coach that I want coaching my team. Because number, number one, is he personable? He understands his players because he's, you know, not too, too much older than his players, you know. And he got the balls to be aggressive. At all times. And he's like, look, we're going to play this our way. We're going to do this our way. And we're going to go out there and we're going to kick some ass. I think Agent 47 can definitely relate to to balls. If, if our uncle Tony Montana ever told us anything, if you're from Miami, you know that's your uncle, Tony Montana. And he always said that's the two things you have in this world is your word and your balls. 
And Tony Cerrone is definitely one of those guys that if you look at the up-and-coming younger coaches, Zach Taylor, Tony is definitely one of the names bringing up in the younger corn, um, um, the younger uh, coaches in the NFL is, is definitely up and coming, if, if not already there when it comes to, to successful coaches in the NFL. So I agree with you as far as the, the Tony situation in Philadelphia. Right guy, right place, right scenario, right? I mean, guy right. kind of the guy kind of inherited a great staff. GMs make it better. You know, he is coaching philosophy, kind of brings his Philadelphia team to where it is. And if you look at him, and if you're San Francisco or anybody else. Cincinnati in, or the Bills. Cincinnati or the Bills? Yeah. I'm going to go with Bills. Where are you going, Agent 47? Well, first you get the money. Then you get the power, man. And then you get the girl, man. There you, know you go. Uh, I'm going to go with Buffalo. I think okay. they'll pull it off. Um, they're a team of destiny, right? Yep. Yeah, they're, they're, they're the team. Of, even though they're chokers, I mean, if you want to talk about the biggest chokers of all time, yeah, it's Buffalo I, Bills. I, I, I wanted to throw them in. I wanted to have a conversation about that, but then Pat brought up Demar Hamlin earlier in the show, and I was like, I don't know if that chokers mentality is gonna come and play now because they got that Demar Hamlin energy now, right? And it's like, damn, because I was gonna say like. I think the Bills should win this game, and I would go heavy Bills, but... I think, if anything, the Ravens showed you the process of elimination when it comes to defense, what you have to do when it comes to limiting, and I say not eliminating, but limiting this Bengals offense. I think the Ravens have showed you what you need to do when it comes to this offense, and if when it comes Bills to Bills don't have a Ravens defense, I'm just gonna say that. Yeah, I know that. I know that. But for a game, you 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 can simulate defensive schemes and you can try to be similar when it comes to that. I agree with you when it comes to the Bills defense. They don't have what the Ravens have. But if you can show some glimmers of that success on defense, you can win this game. It's definitely a remake game. It's got this is this is what the NFL dreams of. They don't have the game because of the injury, and then by some will and some man. That's perfect storytelling for the Bills to triumph, win this game, move on to the next round, which would be the AFC Championship, and then fulfill the destiny of, of losing in the Super Bowl because they are the chokers that they are. All right, well, let's <laughs> well, let's finalize this this Giants Philadelphia game. Let's say what we need to no, say. No, we finalized that. Okay, we finalized I, I had to. You know, we, look, it's we're, we're still recording. It's three forty-one. This game started at three. Okay, so we already missing part of this game. Uh, right. Cowboys 49ers. Let's go. Shoot, Agent forty-seven first. I'm going with the Cowboys. I'm going with the Cowboys. I think they're going to win by field goal. I like. I like. I like the way you think. I like Brock Purdy in his continuation for the most irrelevant player in the draft. I like the story. I like the ability of his offense to pick him up. Christian McCaffrey in this offense couldn't be more suited for this type of situation. I like the 49ers 10 points. 49ers 10 points. I'm glad you said that because I got the Cowboys as well. Um, This ain't about 
who I care about, who I like. This ain't about analytics. This ain't about sports. This ain't even about the game that's going to be played on the field. This is about me wanting to win a bat. Gotcha. <laughs> there you go. I need God, the Cowboys you. to win the day, baby. Let's go, Dakota! <laughs> Forget well, all the bullshit. Like, yeah, I, I, I do think Brock Purdy has been incredible for the Niners. I yes. think the Niners' offense and their defense is just incredible. Yes. But I just think that this is the game where they have to meet their maker so I can meet some newfound funds. All right, all right. The next What's game, that? with the next game tonight. No, oh, what's next game tonight? That that's just it. That's it. Next week we will find out what Championship Sunday look like after these two games. Um, so we're not going into anything further. That we're gonna wrap up the show. Uh, once again, thank you, Agent Forty Seven, for joining the show. We appreciate the Dade County representation as always. Word, no problem. I just want to say one thing. Speaking to somebody else that, you know, can identify with Miami, because, of course, being from Baltimore, Maryland, I don't know shit about Miami. <laughs> uh, all I know about, uh, I love Miami. I miss Miami. I wish we had more polio tropicals in Polk County. We do not. What? Oh, my God. You you spoke to my heart. <laughs> uh, well, no, we got, we it, got it, some in Kissimmee. You know, it, 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 oh, what? Oh, we got some where? In Kissimmee and Orlando. Yes, I know. We do have those. Bro, things. we can get there. I we know. I used to I work know. for them. You say Pollo Tropical? Pollo Tropical. We can get you some the, of that, bro. Best, bro. I wouldn't Let even call it fast food, but it, that's what they consider it as fast food. But it's good food for your heart. If, you, if you're Hispanic, you, you want Pollo Tropical in your life. I'm sorry. Okay. Okay. Let so me tell you something. We're going to set up a time. We're going to go and do some Pollo Tropical. But then I need Agent 47 to Word. come to Bartow and do some Charm City with us. Oh, some crab some crab cakes. Some crab cakes with us. Yeah, so we'll do that, the Pollo Tropical. We'll figure out how we're going to figure it out. And we'll go and get some of that. And then we're going to find out why we're at Pollo Tropical when we can do some Charm City because... We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna experience each other's cultures. Right, right, no doubt. So let me just tell you a quick story. I used to work for Poly Tropical when I was eight, uh, 19 years old. All right. And um I got fired for uh there's some Hispanic shit. I got fired <laughs> for uh, I got fired for giving some free plantains to a homeboy of mine. And okay. be, because I was a good worker, my 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 manager brought me back. So that that that's all I gotta have to. But I love I love Poetry Bacal. But I, I'll tell you this, guys, before we leave. Uh first of all, I appreciate me being on your podcast. I really do appreciate it. Um and let me tell you this. And I tell foreigners this all the time. American football is more important to us than fucking the holidays. Okay? Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. You talk about soccer, fine. I like soccer. Don't get me wrong. I like soccer. But let me tell you something. You can have a fucking Indiana coach team, a Texans team, that could win against a top-tier team because it's any given Sunday. And And that's why it's so fucking awesome. Right? That's right. Anyways, guys, let me get on this uh, beer and on this liquor, watch this game. Uh, I didn't even put my bet in, man. 
Uh, yeah. you guys. I, but I let me let everybody too because we've been on this show and I've been forgetting. But yeah, yeah. we definitely gotta uh we, we're probably gonna add some more sports betting to, to, to the podcast as we start to make our transition. Um we're coming up on our hundredth episode as Pat Wick was saying, and part of that transition is going to be a little bit different. I don't wanna expose anything just right. yet because we haven't talked about what we're gonna do. But okay. I'll, I'll text you and let you know what the plan is for that. Um, if you want to keep coming on, just let me know, and we can definitely make this a thing. Yeah, let me know, man. I mean, I, I just I, I I came on here to prove myself, you know. So if y'all want to bring me back on, I'm I'm, I'm downtown Julie Brown. Yeah, just let me know. Downtown right? Julie Brown, I like it. All right, like back. Uh, good looks. Let's close it out. Uh, Pat Wick. Uh, shout out to TCW. Shout out to Jay Briscoe, rest in peace. Uh, shout out to uh, Dade County. Yes, uh, shout out Dade County. Uh, Dade County, Yapa boy. There you shout go. Shout out to Joe Flacco uh, uh, for, for, for playing for the Jets and, and, you know, my Super Bowl championship, and I will always love him. Anytime we talk about the Jets or wherever Joe Flacco plays, I'm gonna shout him out. All right, what was that? Please don't talk about the Jets. Please don't talk about the Jets. Please, anything else? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, shout out to Joe Flacco. That's what I'm saying. Uh, Shout out to Royal Tropical. Yes, shout out to Charm City. My boy Nick, thank you for bringing Baltimore to Florida. Make sure my yucca is lemony and make sure my my plantains are crispy. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) There you go. There All right, go. so we, we will be back uh, hopefully next week. Um, we got to see what the week brings. Um, That's right. Um, me and Agent 47 are in the work transition right now, so our schedule should get easier for this. We'll see. But I don't know what position I'm going to be in, so we will see. Uh, All right. You I, know, have, uh, go ahead. No, you know, uh, just kamikaze. You know they got us uh, – but butt rate on that, so <laughs> yeah. So I don't, I, yeah. I, and you know what's crazy? I don't know what's going on with any of that. So and it's like I am unsure of whether or not I am applying. Um. So I might be in Agent Forty Seven Seven. I might be Agent Forty Eight. <laughs> there you go. All right, guys. Well, it was a pleasure speaking with you guys. Don't hang up yet. We gotta game, close okay? out. We gotta close out. All right, all right, cool, cool. All right. Pat Wick, Drake Kamikaze, A47, Agent 47. We are out.